to another episode of Open Us. This is the podcast about openness to new experiences. I'm Professor T, and with me, as always, this evening is my co-host, Dr. Toomey. Just back from Japan. How are you doing this evening, Toomey? Hello, Mr. Professor T. I am good. I am just back from the east, uh, Japan. There's no need to say it's the east, I suppose. Uh, and as you, as you can tell, I'm still the same old me. I was at least expecting uh, Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Do you know what happened there? I was, I was, I was desperately trying to remember the Japanese for hello in my head as you were saying that, <laughs> and that's why it came out as hello uh, because I was, I, I couldn't remember that. Yeah, Konnichiwa was something uh, I said a lot over there, uh, as well as arigato and arigato gozaimasu. Is arigato thank you? Yes, arigato is thank you. So they're a, they're a very polite uh, people. Uh, to make a complete generalization, but a probably an accurate depiction. Um, but ar- so you could say arigato, but you'd also say the more polite version, which is arigato kazaimas. Interesting. Very good. Nice um, info there about Japan. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we were talking briefly before the podcast, and while we have a topic um, to discuss, we thought it would be uh, obtuse not to discuss the fact that we were both on holidays recently. Your holiday being the more interesting of the two, uh, because you were in a new country that you've never been to before, which was obviously hugely different to um, probably any place you've ever been. So I reckon we're going to maybe just catch up a bit, because I don't really know what you got up to over there, because I haven't really spoken to you. So... um um, I suppose Japan was more interesting to me because I was on it, but to you, you weren't on in Japan, so your holiday would be more interesting to you. Yeah, I do not know. Your holiday is more interesting to me. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Japan. Yes, I was in Japan. Uh, I we flew it. We were there for twelve nights, and uh, we decided not just to go to Tokyo because I suppose Tokyo is the main draw for people. Um we did we flew in like to the this kind of center of japan which is the the second biggest city which is osaka osaka yeah. and we stayed three nights there and then we did three nights in kyoto which is kind of like the old cultural um like heritage like old buildings like those like wooden buildings with the kind of fancy roofs that you see in the movies and stuff where you're you'd have a depiction of like old Japan and then we went up to Kyoto on a bullet train oh deadly yeah that was class <laughs> although me and Liz uh, had a little <laughs> had a little fight <laughs> just as we were getting on the bullet train yeah <laughs> it was actually it was actually ridiculous uh, we booked we went to the train station and, and the bullet trains um, they kind of run every five minutes or something like that and but you have to pick the time that you're getting on the bullet train okay um and uh, so that's one issue and and what we did stupidly is we booked the tickets for like about three minutes away and i don't think you can use the tickets on us on a different train or we didn't know that you could we thought like the the time of the train was on the ticket and we had to rush up with our big heavy bags so we were all like flustered getting on the train and we were kind of like we were trying to get into um the first class section of it where you have a reserved seat and um when we were booking the tickets we just got really confused with the machine we were using so i thought we were in the booked into the reserved seat um but later transpired that we were in the unreserved seat where you had to like just find a seat in the other 
ca- uh, carriages. Anyway, so we, we booked the ticket and we, ru- we raced up the stairs for no reason. We booked a ticket for train that was leaving in four minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So we were flustered. We got onto the train just in time. We got into the, like the first class carriage and I was like, oh, well, we need to get a seat. And I, we had these huge heavy bags and I was carrying the two, the two bags, two big suitcases. And I put one up in the overhead storage and um then we were sitting down and <laughs> and then Liz was like this is the wrong carriage this our ticket won't allow us to be here and I go I was really stressed I was like it is the right ticket and I was like I'm not moving <laughs> I was, it just came into my head I'm not moving <laughs> we're sitting here and she was like no the the, the conductor is going to come down and just going to kick us out and I was like no he's not and then about a minute later, the conductor comes down and he goes, sorry, sorry, move, move, move. You're in the wrong carriage. Oh, no. So it was that embarrassment. Like Japan is a real like polite society. Yeah. So it kind of really stood out. So I had to get the, the big, huge bags down off the overhead. And then we were like going through from carriage to carriage as the bullet train is going at full kind of speed. Uh-huh. And like all the Japanese people looking at us looking at us like these westerners moving our way through the carriages and idiots <laughs> yeah that's what they were thinking and then uh, i i was a bit like snappy with liz and we were both stressed at that stage because we had the stress of getting onto the train the stress of moving me not wanting to move and then we found eventually two seats that were free with another person beside it but there wasn't enough space to put the bags and us on the seats so we were thinking where are we going to sit here um, <laughs> and then Liz was like, then we were like kind of giving out to each other, like, you know, when you get kind of stressed. <laughs> yeah. and Liz, at one point, we found the two two um, uh, seats and I was like, OK, let's sit down here. And Liz, bring down your bag and you can just put it in front of you. And she was like, no, there's no space. There's no space. And I was like, there is space. And she was like, no, there's no space. So it ended up where I was sitting down on my own. <laughs> With the two with my bag and Liz was kind of getting strappy with me at this stage so she was in oh, between no. the two carriages she was in between oh. the two carriages with her big bag and I, I was going up and down to her trying to convince her to come down and sit beside me and she was like oh. no I'm fine here I'm fine here I'm staying in between the car so she was in between the two carriages and that kind of uncomfortable <laughs> bit and then as we're doing this there's this Japanese man just watching the whole thing and he's like yeah. on the other side of the, the aisle. And I'm at this stage, I'd gone up to Liz two or three times trying to convince her to come down. <laughs> she was like, no, yeah. but he's like watching. And he was like, he was like making eye contact with me. And he eventually he got he gets up off his seat. He goes through to Liz <laughs> and, he, and he convinces her to move down. And as soon as he says it, she comes, <laughs> she comes down to the seat. <laughs> and he offered to put her bag in front of him because he was like small and he had more space in front of him so he he offered to do that um but it turned out that there was space in the seat beside me to put down the two bags so the two of us right. got settled there and then the man was just like he started offering us crisps <laughs> a, a gift a gift from japan <laughs> Did he, like a closed bag of a crisps, closed bag of crisps. <laughs> and he gave us a chocolate bar each. <laughs> and he was like being really polite. And he was like, he could see that we were like two big dumbos, Western yeah. dumbos <laughs> who got themselves into a, like a strap or a stress oh. about nothing. So then me and Liz were just laughing a lot about it. <laughs> Very good. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, we went to Tokyo then for the for six nights after that. Um, so did you go to Rapongi by any chance? We did go to Rapongi, yeah. Yeah, no, I just I've heard of it through um, Japanese wrestling, and uh, I'm, I've been intrigued by it uh, just because of that. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I just wanted to show off that I knew a city <laughs> in Japan. Really, it's more what I was what I was going for there. Well, well, you certainly achieved that there. I, I, I'm also I've also heard of Osaka as well. Just to let you know, really. Osaka is uh, Osaka Joe Hall is a famous wrestling arena in uh, Osaka I think it's also a sumo arena as well uh, yeah so look listen pal I've nearly been to Japan too so um, any other Japanese highlights there if you, uh, Osaka was just like a mad uh, Japanese old school city like not as kind of high tech as Tokyo but just like packed with people packed with neon lights Um like food markets going you're walking through these food markets and they're selling like fried octopus and all this these weird meats and um just really like like a authentic uh japanese city um and you can travel out on day trips from there um and and one of the day trips we went out from osaka was a place called nara um which is famous it's like it's a bit like the phoenix park so you go out and there's like loads of temples and stuff there, but there's loads of deers there. Um, so like Japanese deers and they actually... Old deers. Old? <laughs> Is that a joke? <laughs> like old deers. Old deers, like... like old ladies. Old, yeah, it is a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, there are old deers there, as well as the animalistic deers. <laughs> So Good. what's funny about the deer is, is you actually you have to uh, bow your head to there well you don't have to but if you bow your head before you feed them they'll bow back at you. Um, the deer the deers will, will yeah. So apparently they've picked it up of over the years of just being in that that park and Japanese people coming up to them and bowing to them and stuff. Jesus, that's a pretty impressive evolution there. Yeah, it's mad. So you you got to kind of feed them and stuff and there's loads of really nice streets around uh, Nara um, but yeah so and Osaka w- w- was great as well and then Kyoto was like those old buildings like just really nice food like really nice like rivers with like really cool like wooden buildings beside I'm saying buildings a lot <laughs> yeah, you Bu- buildings buildings buildings, yeah. buildings um, but and then Tokyo is like completely mad like just like so many people so many things going on Loads of like, like sky high skyscrapers, sky high skyscrapers. Um, I I could put that a different way, but uh, lots lots of culture, lots of food. So, and it, it's just a little. I'll just finish off before I just waffle on about Japan for an hour. Um, but it's just like the little things that are like really interesting. Like their toilets are amazing. Um, like they have a heat setting on their toilets, so when you sit on the toilet, you can like heat up the seat. Uh, is this in the standard public toilet? In most, like in a hotel toilet or like any fancy restaurant would have it. It's like the standard Japanese toilet. You have like warm spray of water. You have a control panel. A warm spray of water goes up your ass after you do shit. <laughs> And there's a setting where it goes up the... Not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> yeah. There's a setting where it goes up the front of your arse and then the back of your arse. <laughs> the front of your arse? Yeah. Like, so the spray... Sorry. the re- Yeah. First, you would normally do the rear of your arse with the spray coming up from, like, that direction. And it would be a nice warm spray. And you can adjust the temperature of the spray as well. 
And then okay. when you... you oh, sorry, what do you mean like the front of your arse and the back of your arse? <laughs> it's just, there's a spray like underneath you. You're sitting on the toilet and the spray is coming from below you. Um, and okay. you can choose the direction from which that spray comes. So you can choose uh, rear. There's a button called rear. And the bu- the spray attacks from... To, attacks. To, go, to go up the rear of your arse. So if you wanted to to clean the rear of your arse, you'd go for that. If you wanted the front of your arse <laughs> to be cleaned, you'd press the front button. Okay. And then there's also... I don't, I'm not sure. What, what's, the, what's the front of your arse? <laughs> <laughs> exactly maybe actually the that relates to the position of the spray like one is coming from the back <laughs> and one's coming from the front rather than being designed from the front of your arse or the back of your arse um, mm. but it's just things like the toilet um, the baths they have a really nice like their toilets their bathrooms are divided in three separate areas so there's the sink which is, um, and then there's the shower, and then there's a separate area for the bath as well. You end up like, like what the Japanese do is you, you have a, a shower first, you rinse yourself off, clean yourself off, and then you get into the bath after it. And just really nice baths, like again, really nice temperature, electronic displays and stuff. Um, so I was taking a lot of bath baths over there as well. Um, Okay. And then vendi- vending machines. They love vending machines in restaurants, vending machines and just on the street, everywhere you go. It's just. I, saw, I saw a picture of you getting a, like a meal out of a vending machine or something, was it? Yeah, I was ordering a meal in that picture. Um, but you can also buy like random, like weird shit, like toys and stuff like that on vending machines. And so. um, did you have any really weird flavored Kit Kats? <clears throat> um, we tried them. There was kind of green tea flavored Kit Kats. Yeah. So it was a big thing over there. Um, yeah, there was lots of different flavors of Kit Kats. We, we ju- I just tried the green tea ones. They were all right. Like, um, but I've just read up about it. There's like over 200 flavors of Kit Kats in Japan. Uh, potato flavored and wasabi and all that. Type wow, stuff. I didn't see that that stuff. But um, I can imagine like they go really deep on everything. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just like just so many different memories about it uh and i think i'd really recommend it i know you're thinking of going there at some point and i probably i i couldn't recommend it more to be honest we are we we are thinking of going but um we're also thinking uh if we're trying to save for a house um can we actually do that in the next year or so so we don't know fuck the house i'd love i'd love to (laughs) fuck the house yeah (laughs) Fuck the house indeed. I'd love to go though. Yeah, yeah, I really want to go more than any other country. Um, but uh, we'll see. It remains to be seen. Yeah, I'm sure like you, you have your priorities now financially and stuff. But like if you have something like kind of like that on your bucket list or like if it's a motivation to go there, then you'll find a way eventually. Yeah, it's probably via plane. <laughs> via plane. <laughs> that would be the most efficient way to get there. <laughs> Anyway, enough enough about me and my Japanese uh, adventures. Um, how was your holiday? I, it was good. Uh, it was it was like we've been to the same festival the last five years in a row. Um, I don't have anything remarkable to tell you about it or anything new, really. Um, so probably doesn't warrant a long conversation. But I had a very good time. Uh, we went to the Sabaton Open Air Festival. It was the fifth year in a row. 
it's always a good time it's always good it's exactly the type of thing that i like to do uh, with my free time is drink beer and listen to rock or heavy metal and sit around in a camp campsite or go down to a gig or go to a bar so, and, and um, you always without fail have a good time when you go it always seems to be like just tick all the boxes for you it does basically yeah it's uh, exactly and uh, like me and grace stay in a hotel as well so you've got the luxury element and then you've got the campsite element and then the concert and uh, all of that so yeah it was very and good so you were over there with uh daily and, and sarah or our other friends and yeah both there both of them and a couple of swedish lads who go every year as well and then there was actually a larger group this year because people had brought their own friends from their own um personal lives <laughs> <laughs> they're the best type of friends <laughs> and then like extended family people and all and there's one really good picture that captured it really well i um put it as my facebook background picture now just all of us standing in a big group uh and uh yeah it was really good there was a lot there was an extended group this year so there was loads of other people to talk to more so than usual oh, very good it's always yeah, you've a great group there, and there isn't as much of an emphasis to get like absolutely hammered. Uh, I gather, like from no, just your no. previous descriptions. Um, no, there's nobody trying to get hammered really, but you would start drinking early in the day, and then inevitably some nights uh, you might end up hammered. But um, but it's no, it's not like let's knock back a load of drink and then you know all, any of that type of stuff. Like I in fairness, I haven't really done that in years, really. Like um, yeah, it's. It, it's just relaxing. It's more relaxing then because you have your music and if you get yeah, if you get exactly. drunk, whatever. But like, it's not the the point. It's of not it. the goal. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. Um, right. right. So that's enough of that. Very good. Thank you for your patience for listening to me waffling on about Japan. Your time and patience. Uh, are we thanking the listener or are you thanking me? Or I'm actually thank. I was thanking you, but I think then you went on to thank the listener did you right. i did yeah okay all right um will we move on to the task that we had set for ourselves no <laughs> no <laughs> all right i'm thinking why don't we finish off this travel related chat with some reflections on travel in general all right yeah okay because the reason i say this is and we hadn't really planned to do this but the reason i say it is because this podcast is about openness and opening your mind up to new experiences. Um, and travel for me is a huge part of that. And I think, I think it's just, it's a common thing that people say that like traveling opens your mind and I will flip it back on you because I remember for years, well, this is my perception. Like for years, you weren't really into travel as much as recently. And you had a really kind of experience maybe in america that kind of changed your viewpoint on it would that be accurate or is that just yeah there's a lot of stuff with that though <laughs> um uh, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> um <laughs> jesus have i put you in the uh in the sh- no so basically uh, okay no i'll go into it so i didn't i used to i used to say to people that i wasn't arsed not that much of travel or more so that I wouldn't really be bothered um, doing a year abroad or emigrating or um, I didn't understand why people went away for like everyone moved to Australia at that time uh, and all the type of stuff like that that just didn't appeal to me but also um, coinciding with that with that was that um, 
for several years I basically had very little disposable income and uh, it was because I was gambling quite heavily around that time so from between about 2007 and 2011 I gambled quite a lot um, mostly in casinos uh, but some some of it online as well so between uh, those years from 2007 and 2011 I don't really think I really went on any holidays and I didn't do much really that involved spending a lot of money on anything because while I kept a bit of money for necessary things um, I really didn't ever have any disposable income and actually I got into quite a bit of debt around that time and I remember when people would um, mention the idea of going on a holiday or any of the lads would be like anyone interested in doing this in six months or whatever or this summer or going here I actually used to get kind of angry but it wasn't at the concept of going away it was at the concept at all of anyone planning to do anything that involved money that was six months down the line because I was so involved in living for that very day for that very moment uh, and scraping together any money I could at that time uh, that I could never think far ahead I could never think into the future and then all these things like uh, big holidays that people started doing when they were in their 20s early 20s mid 20s when people started getting decent jobs and decent money I never really went on any of those um, and I just started to resent the whole idea of it uh, really and then I think it took me a long while to get out of that and then I finally did when I ended up moving in with Grace when we got an apartment in 2011 and I never actually gambled again since then except for the odd game of like poker with the lads or um, anything like that but I never went to a casino ever again I never gambled online ever again it just it just happened that when I had a bit of responsibility I, I just didn't do that anymore it wasn't necessarily planned but that's the way it fell but then we were renting an apartment in the city centre, like a Christchurch, so all of our money used to go on rent, and we both had fairly poorly paid jobs, and we both had really badly paid jobs for several years. Um, so we never fucking went on holidays, basically. Uh, and other people used to be able to go on holidays or afford loads of holidays or whatever, but we were basically getting by. We, we weren't broke, but we weren't loaded either, and we were renting an apartment in Christchurch, and that's really where most of our money went. So for a long period of my life, I never really went anywhere like I remember going on a few trips with the lads in the early to mid 2000s then for several years never really went anywhere or on any holidays bar one or two maybe to the UK um, and then it wasn't until uh, I won that lawsuit <laughs> again. <laughs> in a typical Hollywood movie uh, twist <laughs> and that's like uh, that's in 2014 um, I, I'm not going to go into that now, but basically I had a windfall of about €8,000. Uh, then I, my sister lives in, in San Francisco and she has done for 21 years now. At the time, she'd been living there for 16 years and I'd never been over to see her. And I had a lot of guilt associated with that as well, but I never went over to see her. And people always used to be like, would you not go over to San Francisco? Would you not go over to see her? And I used to always be thinking, I have no fucking money. I gamble all my money. I don't have any money and that's just used to what it that's used to be what used to run through my head the whole time um so and then the idea of like saving up and moving to canada and emigrating for a year like that was just so or two years that was just so out of the realm of possibility for me like that i just never even considered it so i just used to i i just rebelled against the idea basically um anyway so when i got that windfall of that money back in 2014 i eventually went to, to san francisco with grace we spent two weeks there and i fucking loved it and for a lot of the time i was like thinking to myself i really regret not doing a j1 
uh, when I was younger and why the fuck didn't I and I it was just a huge regret at the time um and it just opened my eyes to the fact that I like I, I felt at home there the minute I stepped off the plane I it, just in America in general like um always appealed to me and I'd never been over there and the, the second I stepped off the plane I just felt at home I felt like this was where I should have been and I should have gone here a long time ago uh, I loved the food I loved the the layout of the city I loved the way it's like uh, some streets uh, the horizontal streets have names and the vertical ones have numbers it's just everything about it was just so fucking convenient and <laughs> I just I just loved it like and like you know you've been watching television for years you've been you've been seeing America depicted in films and TV shows and whatever and uh, I uh, I just I always knew I'd love the place but like when when we went there I absolutely did love it and I said to myself why the hell didn't I go here when I was younger and it wasn't just the fact that I gambled during those years. I remember in 2005, I had glandular fever during that summer, so I didn't do anything. In 2006, we all actually went to Thailand that summer, so that was my big holiday then. And then 2007, started going to casinos, started gambling. 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11 were write-offs, basically, for any sort of major travel or anything, really, that cost that much money. Um, so, wow. so there you go. But yeah, <clears throat> That's a very uh, interesting story. Sorry, go on. Once all that was kind of behind me and I went to America for two weeks, I uh, I was much more open-minded to the idea that I actually did like traveling and did like going different places. The reason I brought that up is because I, I just remember when you went to, to San Francisco just around the time, you seemed to like be really pleasantly surprised how much you enjoyed it and you seemed on a really like nice buzz about it and lots of photos and stuff. But uh, that's the first time I've got like that real like complete picture of why you didn't travel maybe in your earlier years and I suppose I didn't I wasn't as, as aware of how limited you were by the gambling or and how that kind of it, it took away your ability to plan for holidays so um but I suppose yeah you've you've come through that um but yeah you're very honest and um very uh deep <laughs> <laughs> well I've never said that to anybody before really um I've never painted that picture for anybody before yeah and like maybe the only th- other thing I'll say is like the other th- it's like I've just come back from Japan and so when you put money aside to go to a holiday you're for me it's kind of like you're investing in first of all the thoughts of going like so when you book the holiday you have it to look forward to so that's part of your investment then you're getting like the the experience of being over there and, and doing all these new things and then after it it makes your your well-being feel so, you feel so good after it you feel really refreshed and then you also get the memories of it as well. So like you, you're actually it's a really good investment. And um, like studies have shown that the people who invest their money in experiences are much happier or, or a bit happier than people who invest their money in objects. Yes. Or like a new car or something like that. I've read about this as well. So the, the materialistic investments don't yield as long term results as the experienced based ones. Yeah, in terms of happiness and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, aren't, so aren't we great? <laughs> aren't we great? Yeah, <laughs> travel is great. Have you anything to to kind of add before we we take this one home? No, I don't have anything to add. But other than to say that that was a very interesting episode for me. Um, I said a lot of stuff there that I wasn't planning on saying. But let's just uh, let's just be happy that we were able to have such a good conversation. I agree with that. I really enjoyed the conversation. I thought it flowed quite well and very interested to hear your 
very uh, deep experience with travel and how it's just like it's pretty um i I don't know if profound is the right word but like it has a lot of layers to it your your kind of experience with travel um yeah okay so after that uh kind of sidetracked episode there we're going to leave it for this week so that was open us and we're not going to set a task for next week because next week we're going to discuss the task that we actually set for this week which was to instigate uh, three conversations with people you've never spoken to before and we have those ready to go for next week and um, so we will discuss those then but for now thank you for joining us on uh, another episode of open us i've been professor t as always, I've been joined by my co-host, Dr. Toomey. Do you have any final words, Toomey? Stay open. If you'd like to contact us on social media ahead of next week's task, search for us on Twitter. It's at Open Us Podcast. On Facebook, it's also Open Us Podcast. On Instagram, it's Open Us Podcast. And via email, it's openuspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, oh.